0: looking at 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 4 through 10. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. as they were destined to do but you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light once you were not a people But now, you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now, you have received mercy. Let me just pray. Father, thank you so much uh, for these uh, incredible truths. Uh, Help me as uh, I share some reflections. Uh, Would you please guide my my words? Help us all as we listen to allow the light of your truth into our hearts. Might we be greatly encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I wonder how uh, you're feeling tonight as uh, you came uh, to this service. Uh, Maybe you've had just about the best week imaginable. Just about everything has gone right. Um, You know, it's... You know, we could have had a week like that but maybe we've had a week where it's been a bit challenging relationships have been a bit fraught and tested uh, maybe health of our own health or the health of those that we know and love uh, isn't where we would long for it to be or maybe we have financial worries maybe our children are, are a source of a uh, pain for us at the moment we may feel hard-pressed on every side. Some of us may be joyful, uh, but other, others of us struggling. Now, however we come this evening, uh, these words are just such a wonderful balm for our hearts. Whether we're joyful, I mean, it will just fan into flame the joy that we have and that we know. And if we're broken and hurting, it will help heal. So what I'd like to do uh, this evening is just really look at, uh, at one verse. And I read deliberately from the ESV tonight because um, there's a word that you have in your uh, NIV that's uh, uh, it's the Greek word arate. And it, and it just means, uh, it means the excellencies. In the NIV it's translated the praises. But it's actually the excellencies. ...of him who called you. So verse 9 says... ...but you are a chosen race... ...a royal priesthood... ...a holy nation... ...a people for his own possession... ...that you may proclaim the excellencies... ...of him who called you out of darkness... ...into his marvellous light. And I just want to climb inside that verse tonight... um, ...and just share some thoughts. Um, And as I do that... ...you know, my prayer is that... ...that the Spirit will speak to you... ...will guide you tonight... ...will guide your thoughts... uh, ...who will draw you to promises that he's made uh, in scripture uh, for our hearts to be encouraged. And after, we're, after I've sp- spoken, um, we'll have a time of uh, prayerful reflection of song and for us to speak out some of the things that the Lord has laid on our hearts as an encouragement. Are we up for that? Great. So we're going to look at verse nine, but we're going to look at it uh, backwards. Um, We're going to start by looking at uh, at where he says, uh, called you out of darkness into uh, his marvellous light. Uh, I love this time of year. I love it because uh, I go out walking the dogs very early in the morning. And when I go out, it's dark. I arrive at Burnwood and it is completely dark. And... As I walk over the course of the next hour or so, I move from darkness into light. And that is just such a great encouragement uh, for me. And you know, when I start the walk, I've got my little torch, scratchy light that I use that th- throws shadows, uh, and I can't really see everything about where I'm going. It's just a scratchy light. But here we're told it's a marvellous light. It's a marvellous light. And as I journey through that walk, the light that comes, it just lifts out the colours. Everything is bathed in light and looks alive. Everything grows in that light. It's a light that gives life to everything that it touches. It's also a certain light. I don't start in the morning uh, walk and wonder... If the light will be there at the end, it's certainly coming. Even if there's darkness now, that light is coming and it's unstoppable. It is unstoppable. And that's an image to my heart of the return of Christ. Even though it's, for me at times, it's hard, but I know that the Lord is coming back. What an incredible hope of that marvellous light. It's also a graceful light, isn't it? Because, you know, I haven't earned the light, but I enjoy it. I step out uh, into that light. It's given freely. The light pours out fully on all things. What a graceful and marvelous light that we have. And it's a light that changes, isn't it? It changes us. It changes us. Because we know our own hearts, right? We know that we love the darkness. Yeah, we love to do those things that we know displease our Father in heaven. And we do those things in the dark. And it's just such a beautiful image of moving from darkness into light as the Lord just invites us in. He sheds out his light and says, come out of the shadows. I know you. I want you to be with me. I see you all the way to the bottom. I love you. And I love you. Won't you step out of the darkness? Won't you repent and turn back to me? And we're invited in, aren't we? We're invited in. We can step in with great boldness. With great boldness. No fear. It's a light that comes in and it drives out the darkness of our hearts. Changes us. That's a marvellous light, isn't it? That's a marvellous light. And then if we uh, just look back again at our passage, it talks about the excellencies of him who called you. The excellencies of him who called you. Let me just uh, scatter a little bit of, uh, uh, of light on uh, the excellencies and his, his statement here that we are called to proclaim the excellencies uh, of him who called you. When, when the Bible speaks of the excellencies uh, of God, now, we can have lots of different characteristics of God, can't we, uh, in our minds. Yeah, but the excellencies, when, um, when the text ties together the excellencies with God, it is talking about his work of salvation. That is the thing that the Bible has first and foremost in view, the saving work. That is the excellency of our God. And it's worth just reminding ourselves of that, isn't it? The one who creates all things, who's created all things. Just think about the universe, how vast and big and glorious it is. And he's created the earth, and as the pinnacle of his creation, he's, he's created us. Not as a toy or a plaything, but to invite us in to a relationship with him. Uh, but we've rebelled, haven't we? We've, we've turned away. In our uh, studies uh, this week, Karen and I uh, are still working our way through uh, through Lamentations. And it's just such a powerful reminder to me uh, this week of just how much the Lord abhors sin. Just how painful it is to him. As he drives his people out, the words that are used to describe the Lord, you know, he swallows up without mercy. The strongholds are brought down. He cuts down in his fierce anger. He withdraws his right hand of protection. He surrenders them to the enemy like a flaming fire consumes. His bow is bent like that of an enemy. His hand is set like a foe. And on he goes, pulling down gates, swallowing up palaces, disowning his sanctuary, delivering into the hands of his enemies. That is the Lord's heart when he faces and looks upon sin. And so that's what we should experience, right? To be utterly cast out from his presence forever. Never see his goodness, never see his mercy, never see his gentleness. But he doesn't do that, does he? And we read in Philippians that, not, that he sends his son who does not grasp equality with God, but surrenders everything, comes and lives as a man and dies in our place. Death on a cross. See, as we see that, it humbles us, doesn't it? It's like, wow, the only way I could be made right is if the Son of God comes and dies. It completely humbles us. And then it lifts us to the sky because he came willingly. He came because of his love for us. And that's what we need to always have in our hearts To be humbled by the gospel that we did merit destruction and casting away forever. But. But. He sent his son. It humbles us and affirms us to the skies. Both of those things at the same time in our hearts. To our salvation, it reveals to all creation, the excellencies of God declares his goodness, it reveals his justice, uh, his compassion, his fierce love and his tender care, his faithfulness, his holiness, his wrath, his judgment and his implacable opposition to sin. His power, his majesty, his willingness to pay the greatest price, the death of his only son. To make us his treasure. Think about that. To make us his treasure. Does that set your heart stirring? Does that fan into flame the love that he's placed in your heart for him? Does it melt your heart? Do you know that? Is that Is that a lived reality for you? Or is it only a known truth? Because the Lord invites you to have that burn brightly in your heart for it to be existentially real for you. To pour his love into your heart. And we're told, aren't we, um, looking back at that text, that uh, he invites us to proclaim the excellencies We're called to declare the excellencies of him who called us. Uh, And it's, you know, we're called to do that, uh, not just because God needs that. We're called to do that because our joy, our joy is made complete when we proclaim his excellencies. Now, uh, a long, long time ago, Uh, we holidayed in Cornwall um, down on the Lizard. Uh, we had supper at the Hal Zephron pub. I don't know if that's still going. Maybe it is. Um, and it was the end of, the gl- of a glorious day. We sat out uh, and the sun went down. And the colours in the sky were just... It was a riot of colour. And it wasn't enough to sit there and watch it. Uh, you, we just had to turn to one another and say, Have you, have you seen that? Of course he'd seen it. Your father had said, Yeah, of course he'd seen it. We were there. But somehow, in sharing that, my, my heart was fuller. So we're called to proclaim the excellencies of him who has called us, not because it's busy work, because it gives us a real sense of profound joy. There's nothing more amazing than our salvation. Nothing more amazing than that. The king becomes a pauper. The giver of life is killed. The rebels as us are crowned and clothed in righteousness. And those are the excellencies that we declare. It encourages in our heart when we share these. Bible study times, they're not just to study the Bible, but they're to share what the Lord's saying in our hearts to one another, because it encourages them and it fills our own hearts. Points others to Christ. Finally, um, he starts. Uh, you are in verse nine a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession. D- I mean, do, do you see that? Do you see that for yourself? Sometimes we're, we're told that we're sinners. No, no. We are children of God. We have moved from darkness and death to life. We are children of God. Yes, we still sin. We still get things wrong. But our identity is not as sinners. It's as children of God. And it's amazing that we should be children of God. When I first started working in the city, um, you get sent uh, go away on business trips and things. Um, and I remember very clearly my, my first business trip uh, to Zurich in Switzerland. And um, I was staying at uh, this hotel called the barrow Lake, lac um, right on the coast, right on the, the lake of the shore. It's more stars than you can shake a stick at. It was incredibly opulent. And I remember clearly walking in OK, and. I'm a son of a uh, illiterate farmer uh, and housewife uh, in Coventry in a small terraced house, went to the rubbishest school imaginable, uh, have no pedigree, no credentials. Yeah. And as I walked across the threshold of this hotel, I remember saying to myself very clearly what the heck, I didn't say heck, what the heck am I doing in this place? What the heck am I doing in this place? And that's us as children of God. It's just mind-blowing. What the heck, how has God chosen me to be in his family? How is it that I find myself a chosen race, a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for his own possession our challenge to us and encouragement to us is do we believe those things do we believe verse 9 and just remember that all of verse 9 hinges on the excellencies of him who called us on the saving work of God for his people